When you go to the scriptures, um, one of the things that uh, scholars have pulled away and theologians have pulled away is the idea that God reveals to us that he knows everything. Inclusive. As a matter of fact, all knowledge begins with him. This is the beginning of knowledge to respect God, fear God. And, and so therefore, it's really all wrapped up in him. All that is, all knowledge is him. And here, in this context is a little different, but a lot of people pull this verse when they want to look at this omniscient idea. For God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. That's just as pretty simple as you get. And in the Greek, it's the same way. He just knows everything. In the context, he's talking about the fact that sometimes we have a tendency to to not feel like we're doing what God wants us to do. And in the context, what he's saying is, when you do good things, you can know that that's of God. Right? And so therefore, even though your hearts may condemn you, right, God is bigger than your hearts. He knows everything. Goodness only comes from him. So if you're involved in goodness, that's the context of that. But the idea of it is, he knows everything. So we're starting with that to ask ourselves, if God knows everything, then why in the world would we say God needs to remember? Because in the scriptures, it's pretty clear. God says a lot of times, I, I will remember. And so we have to kind of pull that apart a little bit. Let's go to, uh, let's go to our, our verses here. We're looking at that idea of memory. God and memory and remembering. Right? So let's listen to these. Uh, Genesis first there. Genesis 9, 11 through 17. I'm conferring my covenant with you. Never again will floodwaters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Then God said, I'm giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It's the sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds, and I will remember my covenant with you and all with all living creatures. Never again will the flood waters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said to Noah, Yes, this rainbow is the sign of the covenant I am confirming with all the creatures on earth. All right. He said it quite a number of times there, didn't he? So the rainbow, remember. Rainbow, remember. Bow in the sky. Okay, Cohen, let's do Leviticus. But if they confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers with their unfaithfulness, unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me, and that they also have walked contrary to me, and that I also have walked contrary to them, and have brought them into the land of their enemies, and their uncircumcised hearts are humbled, and they accept their guilt, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham. I will remember. I remember the land. The land also, also shall be left empty by them and will enjoy its Sabbaths while it lies desolate without them. They will accept their guilt because they despise my judgments and because their soul abhorred my statues. Statue. Yep. Yep. Yet for all that, when they are in the land of their enemies, I will not cast them away, nor shall I abhor them. Or utterly destroy them and break my covenant with them. For I am the Lord their God. But for their sake I will remember the covenant of their ancestors, whom I brought out of the land of Egypt in the sight of the nations, that I might be their God. I am the Lord. All right. 
So on that one, we got a memory, but it's a little bit different. The one that uh, uh, the Dan read, God established something to re to remind him. It sounds like I will remember when I see this. All right. Over here, he says, when the people do certain things, I'll remember. I'll go back beyond these people and remember a covenant I made with their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'll go far back. Right? Not the covenant I made with them, but the covenant I made before them when the people respond in certain ways. So we've got, we've got people sparking the memory of God. We've got a rainbow sparking the memory of God. All right, Stacy. Jeremiah. Look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration. When I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. This one will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. A covenant they broke even though I had married them. The Lord's declaration. Instead, this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days. The Lord's declaration. I will put my teaching within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will one teach his neighbor or his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they will all know me, from the least to the greatest of them. This is the Lord's declaration. For I will forgive them, for I will forgive their wrongdoing and never again remember their sin. Never again remember. Alright? Alright, if we just take what we know about memory, remembering. What would you say it sounds like um, how this applies to God? What, what's it sound like God is telling us in remembering our, our memory? <clears throat> how would you describe it? Well, it's his, he chooses not to. Okay. He could, but he says, I won't. Okay. If we put him back, if we go back and, and try to put all of this into that, if we go back and say, wait a minute, God knows everything, then we're saying what Eric just said. Hmm, he's choosing, because he told us he's not going to remember something, so he's choosing not to remember it. He could remember, but he's choosing not to remember because he knows everything. But on the other hand, if he needs a rainbow, what does it sound like? He might not remember. He's a little forgetful. Yeah, he's a little forgetful. If he needs a rainbow, you know. Well, that's for us. So. <laughs> yeah. Rainbow's for us. Not for that, that, that's not what the scripture says. All right? The scripture says, I put the rainbow there so I will remember. Now, if you want to get technical, there's a rainbow somewhere all the time. So you could go, aha, he's pretty smart. He never forgets. Because there's actually a rainbow somewhere in the world. Like a ribbon right now. Yeah, but it sounds like I'm going to need a sign here. I'm going to need a sign here. If we, if we just say about how we think about remembering or not. Right? And so then, so then we come to what Cohen read to us. And, 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 it, and it sounds like there that until the people do something, he doesn't what? Remember. Remember. Right? Until the people respond in a certain way, then he goes... Ooh, yeah, the covenant I made with Abraham. That's why these people are around. That's why I'm still sticking with them. That's why I'm, right? And so it sounds like he's saying, I got to get these people in the right position so that I can remember Abraham and them. But then we come to Stacy, and now we're back to what Eric has said. And, in, and what Stacy read to us was that he will what? Remember? Not remember. I won't remember it anymore. 
Well, it sounds like you're already having trouble remembering. <laughs> you need a rainbow. You need people to do certain things. These are just a few. There's, these are just a few of the examples, but they all kind of follow that same pattern. God comes along and he says, not going to remember that. And God comes along and says, I'm going to remember that when. Or, you know, that kind of thing. So, what we have to be careful is, okay, hmm, God knows everything. But wait a minute, it sounds like he doesn't remember. Right? So, we've, so we've, got to, we've got to go and explore this a little bit more and say, all right, well, what, what is God talking about? And so when you go to the Hebrew word and the Greek word, when we think of remembering, we think of forgetting and memory. Memory, forget. Can't, can't pull. We can't access. All right? Why did I go into that room? You know, why did I go into that room? Why did I go into that room? God never has that trouble. When he says he knows everything, he has total access to everything. Everything inclusive. Okay? And so therefore, the, 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 the uh, word, the Hebrew word and the Greek word is not trying to say it's not there and God's got to figure out where it is. That's a different word that is used. That's kind of like mystery. That's a big word in the Greek and in the Hebrew. It's hidden. There's nothing hidden from God. He says that over and over. So we're not, we're not trying to put God into that framework. The word that's being used is, it's, what he's talking about in memory is, is pulling this to the front. Call to mind is a very direct. Okay? So what God, what this idea is, is, is God is saying, when I see a rainbow, what happens? What comes to the front? covenant I made for all humanity. So if we think of it, of course, in technical terms, there's always a rainbow, so God always has that in front. I will never, ever destroy these people again. That's a pretty confident sign, isn't it? Because we know somewhere there's a rainbow all the time. And so God is saying, that's at the front when, in other words, if we were to take it more literal, we'd, he'd say, the rainbow is in the sky and that keeps that in the front of my memory. I will never, ever destroy anybody with water again the world. And so that keeps that at the front. Okay? So if we go, but it's not just a matter of calling to mind, oh yeah, oh yeah, I said, I said, uh, who was that guy? Oh yeah, Noah. I said to Noah, no, that's not what he's doing. He's not calling to mind and thinking it over and trying to remember the memory. What was happening there when I put that rainbow in the sky? Now that's not the idea of this word. The idea is it's, it brings to the present. What God is doing is saying, even though that happened thousands of years ago, it is as present here now as it was when it happened. Okay. And so therefore, the memory keeps it alive. The memory keeps it alive. This is going to be very important for us when we go and begin to hear God say, remember. Okay. He's not telling us that we should have total access to everything. He's telling us what he does. He's telling us we need to put this at the front of our mind and we need to let that Passover meal bring the reality of your ancestors leaving come to here. So you bring that to the present. That memory now has something to say here and now when he says, I remember. That memory somehow is affecting here and now. And that, then, the final on this word is, once God remembers that, 
What does he remember when he sees the rainbow? It comes to the present. It's just as real as when he gave it to Noah. And he will never, ever destroy the world again like that. And so he acts according, according to the memory that he's remembering. Okay. And so when he tells them to have the Passover and remember the Passover, they're bringing that event into their families, into their lives, and they're knowing that God is the deliverer who will deliver now as well as then, and a whole bunch of other things. But, that, but the memory, idea with God, is not, I have to get access to it. We do that. Okay. Memory for God is this word that's both, it pulls out the, the, the Greek word that's used in the Septuagint, that's the Greek translation of the, of the Hebrew. It's the same idea every time. Somehow, this memory is going. And of course, when he says, I'm remembering not, I don't do one through three, basically. You have sins, but I don't call those to the front of my mind and hold them there. Those are not the way I, I re, I, that's not the way I react uh, to you. That is not the way that I respond to you. That is not, when I say I will not remember your sins, I'm saying that they don't come into the present with me. Okay? They, don't, they don't live here. And so therefore, I, I don't act according to your sins because they are not here at the front of my mind. They are not brought to the present. Okay? And so when we get over to Hebrews, um, Stacy read for us in, in um, Jeremiah where it was first prophesied, but over in Hebrews chapter 8 and chapter 10, he says, um, or is it 9? Hebrews 8 and 9 and 10, he says the same thing. But this time it's based upon who? Jesus. And so he says, basically what I call to mind is the cross. What I call to mind is the sacrifice that Jesus made. What I call to mind is, in other words, my memory is Jesus. My memory is the sacrifice. I don't remember your sins. It's not that he doesn't know we have sinned. If, he, if that was the case, he doesn't even read his own book. <laughs> Because it's full of all the sins that everybody did. Right? What we have the confidence in is that he does not do this with it. He does not call it to mind, put it in front of him. He does not bring it to the present. And he doesn't act according to any memory about our sin. He acts in accordance with what Jesus has done. So that's kind of what we're pulling apart when we talk about this idea of memory when we're talking about remembering with God. It'll be very significant. Fred, what you got? Uh, I just think I've been listening or have listened to some hearings, you know, and a person's asked a question and they'll say, I do not recall. Okay. Then the person asking the question will say, well, let me give you some information. And then the person says, oh, my memory has been refreshed and I will do this. So it seems like that's the case with us. You know, we, we're usually that away. We're tendency forget, or we say, I don't recall, or mm -hmm. let's say I forgot. Maybe we're doing that intentionally or not, according to what the hearings are, but <laughs> that, that's the status. It seems like, I think, what you're saying here with God, if we ask God a question, he doesn't say, I don't recall. He immediately recalls, and that refreshes his memory about what? Translation are done. That's the difference. That we're, we don't have to. He doesn't have to have his memory refreshed, but we do to okay. make the idea of memory. That's okay. What I was. God never. God never is lacking in remembering anything, in information, access of anything. Right. That's good. 
That's the omniscience. I know everything inclusive. Okay? But what do I act upon? What kind of God am I? What in the world would we do if we remembered everything? I, when I was in the ninth grade, had a really good friend. His dad was the preacher. And his dad had a photographic memory. Everything. I didn't realize this until quite a bit later, but my friend and I always sat together and sometimes we'd do, you know, what, pass a note or we'd do something. His, his, his dad had preached a whole sermon and remembered every single thing that everybody did in that audience. He could quote back what people were wearing. He, it, was un, it was incredible. I thought, wow. What I didn't know is the reason he called Dan to go with him is he took him next door to the house to spank him because of what something he did with me. Okay? What do you do when you remember everything? That's the question that we have to ask with God. And that's what he's trying to tell us with his memories. He is trying to tell us the kind of God that he is. Okay? Because, the, because he has every memory of everything inclusive. And so when he says, I will remember the covenant, he's not putting in a stipulation. He is saying, don't think that coming home to me is going to be worthless. I am the kind of God that pulls the covenant that I made with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob so long ago to the front. Your confession, your repentance, your change is absolutely magnificent. In other words, he pulls to front what he needs to pull to front to stay in relationship with us. See, that's a very powerful image. Not to get us. Uh, no, it's the opposite. And so he goes through and talks about what he remembers. And almost every time when you go through the scriptures, that's the kind of way it is. Now what we begin to gain from this is kind of part two on the, on the outline there. People begin to believe this, this about God. That Fred said it kind of like this. You can ask him a question, and it's not that you refresh his memory, but you can now talk to him about what he wants to hold up in front, his memory. Okay? You can now talk to him about what he's going to call to memory, if you will. Now remember, not calling to memory in the sense that he doesn't know where it is. He doesn't have access to it. Put it in the front of his mind. And so we're not going to read all of these scriptures, but you can see these are just a, these are sprinkling as well. Throughout the Old Testament, and as we come into the New Testament, and as we begin to uh, unfold it with the story of Christ, we see people all the time asking God to remember something and asking God to forget something. Why would you ever do that? God remembers everything. He doesn't have to get access to it. Oh, he never forgets, by the way. It's because they understood the idea of what we're talking about here. God, I'm coming to you, and based upon the covenant that you had with Abraham, don't pull this into our relationship. Think of the covenant. Okay. Have that at the front. And of course, when we come to Christ, that is what we totally stand on. Don't think about what I just did, God. Okay. Think about what Christ did. 
And so, so that is kind of the way that the memory kind of thing is working. But let's look, at, let's look at a couple of these because they're pretty important. Exodus 32 is a real important one. Everybody remember what's happened right there? They're doing really well while Moses is away on the mountain. Remember? <laughs> at least they thought they were doing well. It was one of the best parties in the Old Testament, I think. So they had this unbelievable party. And God says what? And I've had it up to here with their activities. Right? And so we're going to have to do something about that. So who has Exodus 32, 11 through 14? Yes, Eric, please read it. Okay. Then Moses, Moses entreated the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your anger burn against your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians speak, saying, with evil intent, he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to destroy them from the face of the earth. Turn away from your anger and change your mind about doing harm to your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants to whom you swore by yourself and said to them, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heavens and all this land of which I have spoken. I will give to your descendants and they shall inherit it forever. So the Lord changed his mind about the harm which he said he would do to his people. Okay. Pretty powerful stuff, isn't it? Moses understood this. He understood this explicitly with God. God has just told him, had it with him, starting with you. And Moses says, you know what's at the front of your mind? It's not the covenant. Now that's that's powerful friendship right there. It's talking back. <laughs> <laughs> it, it can sound that way, can't it? Well, I think verse ten yeah. needs to be said too. Now then, let me alone. God is speaking. Yeah. That my anger may burn against them, and that I may destroy them, and I will make you a great nation. Right. So then that's... Moses says, "Oh, oh time out. Yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah. back." Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he says. And, and so Moses says, I think something is at the front of your mind that you don't want at the front of your mind. Wow, that's pretty good. And God doesn't need Moses in order to change all of this. But Moses has a relationship with God that understands all of this. And so it's a very, very powerful story for us. Because God is, even Moses kind of, why would you be mad at us? What? Okay? That's the kind of the way he says, isn't it? Well, God says, you see what they're doing. And in a little bit, God could have said, you're going to get hacked <laughs> as soon as you see it. Okay? No, that's not what God does. God listens to Moses. And God says, you're right. I didn't have what I said I would have at the front of my mind. You, you pinpoint that. And so he... He didn't change his mind in the sense of, okay, he changed what was in his mind, if you will. He, he moved around, he moved around what was in his mind. This was at the front. I'm going to pull this to the front. And so I'm going to respond in keeping with the covenant that I made with them, not with what's going on right now. Okay? So that's, that's pretty powerful stuff. And we could go down through here, and we could begin to see uh, Judges 16. Remember who that guy is? 
Samson, good guy. Just really one of the great examples in the scriptures. Okay? And so we've got Samson, and he is, he is now blind. He now, they've let his hair grow back. He's, he's, and and he, here in Judges 16, he says, God, remember. Remember what you gave me. Remember what, what we were. Remember, okay? paraphrasing, but remember. And God says, let's put that to the front again. Not the way that you got into the position you're in. But let's put that at the front. And of course, he gave him the strength to knock down the whole building. He says he, he, he did more with his death than he did when he was alive. But why? Because he asked God to put something back to the front. And that's kind of an example of what um, Cohen read for us, is that it made a big difference when, when Samson said, I, I don't know what I was thinking but I know what you can think. You could put back to the front of your mind where we were. And so, so God did. And you just can go through and you see these over and over and over. Samuel, um, that's of course Hannah, and, and, and God remembered her. Well, like, he didn't know Hannah, but she says a prayer of what? Can I have a kid? And if I have a kid, I'll give it back to you. You know, and so then when he, she goes home, it says the Lord remembered her. He put that prayer to the front of his mind and said, baby coming. Right? And so it's not, it's, it's kind of that idea that we're looking at with memory. And then you can go through and sometimes they ask God to forget some things. David was pretty good at that because he had a lot of things that God needed to forget. You know? So especially in Psalm 25, when he's, when he's totally repenting and he's confessing and he says, don't bring this up. Don't treat me according to the memory that we have of what I did. Don't treat me that way. Don't remember my sins. And of course, God forgave him. He said, no, I'm not going to treat you that way. And then David writes, of course, wow, how unbelievably blessed we are that God didn't treat us according to what he remembers about us. And so therefore, so we're, we're kind of going through that. So we've been kind of really dealing with this. We only have five minutes left. <clears throat> but let's just kind of think. Um, oh, I didn't even put those up there. Sorry. You have them there on, on the page. But um, you can look at those and begin to look at this. It's, it's all the way uh, through the scriptures. I just put a few up there that kind of gives us a boom. Remember, remember, don't forget, remember the word that you gave me. And that's what I'm living by, Psalm 119. But anyway... So now let's, let's kind of bring it home and say, okay, this is really something that we maybe don't grab hold of as much as, as we could. And I, I think I said this last week, but I wish I, wish I would have known this a long time ago. You know, I think I used Cohen. And Cohen's age. I wish I would have known that I can talk to God in a very direct way about remembering. Because some of my memories I was always pretty ashamed of and, and felt guilty of for a long, long, long time. And I never asked God to not remember me that way. Right? Don't, don't let, it was always at the front of my mind. But God remembers the cross. And so it really blocked the relationship because I was giving to God what was on me. And, and so, therefore, I was thinking that God always thought of me that way. You know? and, so, and so, it's very, very powerful to 
understand what Moses understood or what the Old Testament is teaching or what God's revealing to us. This is the way he interacts with us in memory because he knows our memories are there. And so therefore we have to take those memories and interact with God as a remembering God. And so we begin to, to deal with him, okay? We can talk to God about his remembering. We can say, this is what's at the front of my mind. I am still so guilty for that. Don't see me that way. Don't put that at the front of your memory. And then we can even move to gratitude, as Paul says, all the way through his. Thank you, God, that you don't. It's, 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 it's what Eric and I think was kind of said. The rainbow is really a good reminder for us, isn't it? It's also a good reminder when we talk to God this way that we're now moving into this relationship like Moses had with him. God, that doesn't sound like the covenant of Christ that he made. Whew. But, but that's the way God interacts with us. So we can begin to listen to our prayers and begin to say, do we just keep pleading? Keep pleading that God will forgive us? Or can we go back and say, God, I know what's at the front of your mind. The cross. And so help his remembering what he holds as a memory, you know, for, for us. And he's still okay to deal with us in wherever we are. I'm not trying to, to rule, make us feel guilty for feeling guilty. <laughs> okay? Eric, I think that's all your answer. So when I see a rainbow, I should say, thank you, God, for remembering. Ah, nice. Good. That's good. Thanks for holding this at the front of your mind, for promising to never destroy us when you see a rainbow. Yes, that's good. That's good. So it's important to our relationship with God, and here's where we're moving as well as with others. We begin to see that God is going to call us to hold certain things at the front of our mind. And so he expects with him to get what needs to be at the front of the mind and don't get all that confused. Every time I remember so-and-so, I still want to get them. All right. That's going to, that's going to damage the relationship. We've got to figure out how now to remember with God because it's important what we put to the front of our minds. And yet, and that's what we're trying to deal with. There are many people, when they, when they think of us, they immediately go to a memory. They go to a memory. And we do that with other people. So what we're saying is, okay, God, how do I sort through this and find the memory that should be at the front? Or at least to see the memory as I have it and get it in a way that is consistent with you and put it at the front. So we're trying to, that's what we're trying to actually uh, um, to work on in this class. Is that, I, I did a lot of talking, but does that make sense to see back what, um, especially when we go back and uh, look at our uh, example again? Yeah. This is what we're talking about. There are still a lot of things that I will not gain access to because my brain just isn't working. Okay? I may go into the room and never figure it out. But you can kind of see very simply how this works. Okay, When you call to mind, like for instance, we left our list of when we went to the grocery store. So Susan and I were like, what was on our list? And I was like, 
I didn't really read it, so I don't have to remember. <laughs> no, but anyway, um, so we said, okay, no, you saw it, you know, okay, maybe I did. And so, so we kind of, so we kind of went through it. And so, so what were we doing? We're trying to call to mind, and for us, that's access. God has it, and he wouldn't have to. But he would still. He's saying, I still call that to the front because he has everything. What am I gonna, what am I gonna think on right now, right here, with this person? With this person, with this person, this person. He can do it all at the same time. But he's still pulling stuff to the front. Okay. With us, we pulled it to the front. So we brought that list that we made a while back to the very store. Okay. We brought it to the store. And then we looked for those products and we bought them according to what we remembered was on the list. By the way, I think we got them all, except for one. And so, and so but that's a very small example of what, what that's, that word is looking at, looking about, and what God does. Okay. Everything's accessible. He calls to the front, and he can do it simultaneously with everyone. That's what's crazy. But he still calls to the front. Okay. And so therefore, once he does that, it's as if. That memory now takes him as if. There's a rainbow in the sky. It's as if I just told Noah. And so then he acts according to that memory. And that's, that's kind of simple. So that's what we're going to work through in the next few classes, is to begin to say, oh, wow, okay. How do we do that with God?